0: Welcome to the Couch Potatoes, I'm Brett McGarry. This week we are
1: getting excited about what's coming sooner than later. I'm Jeff Braun, yes, summer's on the way, and this week we're taking a look at the movies we're excited about over the next few months.
0: These first two I guess I'm kind of cheating, because one of the movies I'm excited for in the coming months is out this weekend it's the fifth movie in a franchise that dates back to 1981 and the first one since the fourth installment 10 years ago in 2013 it's evil dead rise what is this now commence reading aloud the book of the dead So the first Evil Dead in 1981 was an ultra low budget horror movie from director Sam Raimi starring Bruce Campbell. The 1987 sequel is sort of a sequel and remake at the same time, it's just a lot goofier and way more gory. And then in 1992 we got Army of Darkness, which transitions from a single setting horror movie to a wild and crazy fantasy horror comedy adventure. And then in 2013, we got a follow-up slash remake, and now we have the new one. I'm getting us out of here, I promise.
1: You'd be a good mom someday, honey Oh, yeah? Yeah, you know how to lie to kids. <laughs>
0: All you really need to know about it is that there's this evil book and if you read from it, bad spirits come say hello and they possess people and then gross and violent and awful things happen and the Evil Dead movies have come to be known for their extreme gore. The movies also inspired the TV show Ash vs. Evil Dead which was fun and this looks to capitalize both on the campy gore but also genuine horror because much like the remake did in 2013, this one looks scary and it's getting... Awesome reviews! So if you like gory horror movies, this is what you've been waiting for.
1: Mom? Mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> Tickets on sale now.
0: How excited are you for that, Jeff?
1: Oh, I'm very excited to uh, listen to you talk about it at some point in the near future. <laughs> I will not be seeing this. I've not seen the others. How many times have you seen the trailer for this? Uh, I don't think I have seen the trailer for
0: this oh, one. Oh. Yeah. Because you always get screwed by having to sit through scary movie trailers, right? Yes,
1: and I will often just get up out of my seat and go stand in the lobby for 10 minutes and then come back to the theater. <laughs>
0: Uh, also, new this weekend, this one's not in theaters. It's actually on Apple TV Plus. Anna DiArmas and Chris Evans star in Ghosted. Any word? She ghosted him. I bet she isn't even seeing your text. She does travel a lot for
1: work. Go to her. I'm going to London. Get it? It's a grand romantic
0: gesture. Yeah, that is amazing, mate. Five thousand miles to surprise a girl that you've only met once, especially if she's the one who ghosted you. No,
1: no, she didn't ghost me. She just doesn't have an international calling plan. Oh right.
0: Where am I? Oh God, you you have the wrong guy. I'm a former. Wait, wait. Can you walk, Gold? So Chris Evans meets a woman. She ghosts him. So he goes to London to find her. Turns out she's a super spy.
1: Who are you? CIA.
0: So confused. They kept asking me about the taxman. They asked you about the taxman. Did't think I am a taxman? You're the taxman. Oh my god. Oh my god. Comic hijinks, adventure, and sexy main stars ensue. You got me kidnapped and tortured all after one day. I saw the rock. You're the one who flew to London. It's
1: a romantic gesture! The first thing on my list isn't new at all. It's a re-release of an old favorite. Return of the Jedi. From the desert fortress of Jabba the Hutt. Jedi. To the Death Star
0: of the Galactic Empire. To the forest city of the Ewoks.
1: This is the climactic chapter in the Star Wars saga. Remember the Force. Rejoice in the triumph. Return of the Jedi. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater in your galaxy. They're putting Return of the Jedi back in theaters April 28th to celebrate its 40th anniversary. Hopefully I'll have time to go see it. I love whenever they put the originals back in theaters. And controversial opinion, Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie. Probably because of the original trilogy, it was the only one I saw in theaters when it was first released. I was too little for the others. Uh, the I was literally one years old when the first movie came out. So Return of the Jedi kind of blew my mind like all movies did at the time. And I'm happy to see it again on a big screen. Yeah, I saw that uh, twice on the big screen when I was a kid. The first time I saw it,
0: we had to leave because I was a chicken. Yep. Because the... Uh, Panther? No, the Rancor monster came That's out. What I meant. yep. Yeah, and it scared me, and I started crying, so my dad left. And then later in the week, I said, Dad, you know, I've, I felt guilty. Because I was like six or seven years old. I said, <laughs> you know, I'm... I'm getting big now and I shouldn't be scared of stuff like this so can can we go back and see it again because I, I I
1: feel bad that you had to leave and he said well we can but the rancor's going to get you yeah
0: I made myself <laughs> I made myself
1: I was so scared but I made it through and I was really proud oh, of myself for being a big man good job um, the only MCU movie of the summer comes out in early May we were criminals friends and then we became guardians on May 5th are you ready for one last ride Let's make it count. We are <laughs> summer begins. I will destroy the guardians with their final tour. Ah!
0: It's a face-off. I guess we'll die trying. Ah! I am Groot. I know who you are already! The
1: guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy Volume 3 pg T in Peter's May 5th. Well, we'll see how it goes. I remember saying last year, oh, Thor will get this MCU train back on track. He's the fun one. How can they lose? And that was kind of underwhelming. Ditto for Ant-Man a couple of months ago, and now we have Guardians of the Galaxy 3. They've been fun so far, and I'm really hoping they can give us one more good one.
0: Yeah, here's hoping. The MCU really needs a, a big, big, a, big win here. Yeah. On May 12th, the movie about a Canadian once-upon-a-time giant... It's Blackberry.
1: Yeah, what can I do for you? Okay, picture a cell phone and an email machine all in one thing. There is a free wireless internet signal all across North America and nobody has figured out how to use it. It's like the force. Sorry, have you seen Star Wars?
0: No. Described as follows, it tells the true story of the meteoric rise and catastrophic demise of the world's first smartphone, BlackBerry, described as a whirlwind ride through a ruthlessly competitive Silicon Valley at breakneck speeds. I think this looks fascinating and fun, Uh, particularly curious about it because I never had a BlackBerry. I just went from like the flip phone to uh, touchscreen Android. So while everybody had Blackberries for years, I just sort of stayed away from
1: all that. Same. I never had a BlackBerry. I only I went from a flip phone. In 2012, I had a flip phone, and in 2013, I got, like, iPhone 5. So, yeah, I missed the BlackBerry, too. I saw the trailer before air last weekend, and it looked just terrific. Uh, Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny's in it, too.
0: Okay, and Jay Baruchel, one of the other uh, main co-stars. So that looks great. Also on May 12th, here's one for Netflix, just in time for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May. May 14th, Netflix has a movie starring a woman who will make most of us probably feel lousy about her current state of fitness. Jennifer Lopez stars in The Mother.
1: Where's my baby? You wasted FBI time trying to cut a deal for yourself, and seven agents were killed. This conversation now takes place on our terms. Adrian Lavelle and Hector Alvarez are still out there. You and I both know the only way you protect that child is to disappear. And if I don't, they'll find you, both of you.
0: And by pointing out Jennifer Lopez's fitness, it's not about pointing out the fact that she's hot. It's about pointing out that she defies aging. Like, she is 53 years old. Clearly, she is supernatural. And once again, that's on display in The Mother, where she plays a rootin', tootin', gunslingin', former assassin. Just gonna vanish? You put it with good people.
1: Keep her safe.
0: If there's trouble,
1: let me know. You must have known I'd find out. The secret's out. What do they want? Revenge. They're using her to get to me.
0: She's been hiding out in the Alaskan wilderness for years and now has to rescue the daughter she left behind to protect her. It looks pretty fun and yay moms. Up next, a 10th installment in this franchise which has Mr. Braun rather excited. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes.
1: Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff, he's Brett, and we're talking about the movies we're most looking forward to this coming summer and on May 19th, The saga continues. Let's race! Oh,
0: you're too eager. I would have won that race, you know? That's what they all say.
1: It's the Fast and the Furious part 10, a.k.a. Fast X and it's part one of two with a final installment coming out next summer. I mean, it wouldn't be The Fast and the Furious without some baffling title. This is actually the 11th movie if you count Hobbs and Shaw. At any rate, they're always a wild ride. This one looks no different with Jason Momoa joining the fray as the bad guy this time around. The trailer shows that he's the son of the bad guy from Fast Five, so it's very in keeping with the series to retcon its own history that we thought we knew, uh, just to add some new context. Should be loud, should be some big dumb fun, and I can't wait for May 19th. On
0: June 2nd, it's a break of sorts from the Marvel Cinematic Universe to head into the animated Spider-Verse. My name is Miles Morales. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man. And things are going great. Oh, yeah. You were supposed to be here. Fine. All right, whatever. Whatever? Wow. Whatever? It's the sequel to 2018's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So, wait a minute. There's an elite crew with all the best spider people in it? Uh, who's the new
1: That's guy? So this is unbelievable. This is the lobby. Miguel O'Hara.
0: <laughs> the whole thing was his idea. What's a guy got to do to join this spider team? You can never be part of this. Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and the little nerd back on Earth 1999. Come on, go easy on the kid. He had a terrible teacher. Peter! Miles! You have a baby? I
1: have
0: a baby. I'll take it from here. In 2018, we got an amazing cartoon about the newer Spider-Man, Miles Morales, who had to team up with a bunch of interdimensional spider people, including the spectacular spider ham, Peter Porker, to defeat a threat that could bring them all down. Now in this new one, Miles finds himself amidst a massive team of Spider-People, and they end up fighting each other on how to deal with the new threat. The animation in the first one was kind of revolutionary for a feature film, and was one of the best big-screen Spider-Man movies yet, so hopefully this one's just as cool.
1: Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah. I'm gonna do my own thing. All stations, stop Spider-Man. And then I looked
0: at my uncle and... Uh, let me guess, he died? On June 9th, I have high hopes for this, but more often than not, these movies let me down. It's Transformers Rise of the Beasts.
1: The one to fear, Prime. There is a darkness coming. Transformers! Transformers!
0: Yeah, you want to know what to fear? Want to know about the coming darkness? It's a sixth Transformers movie because they are awful. Well, for the most part, the five movies directed by Michael Bay were largely crap. But there was a Bumblebee movie in 2018. It was not only good, it was excellent. And this one is said to pick up from where that movie left off. So hopefully they just kind of pretend the Michael Bay movies didn't happen and move in a better direction. This movie is set in the 90s. It's going to introduce the Maximals, the Predacons, the Terrorcons from the popular Beast Wars cartoon from the 90s. So here's hoping it works out a little bit better. It arrives
1: on June 9th. June 16th, The Flash gets a little help from his friend. I created a world with no metahumans. And now there's no one to defend us. Want some help? You're... You are? Yeah. I'm Batman. The Flash is finally set to be released June 16th following multiple delays caused by director changes, the pandemic, post-production setbacks, and of course there's the added headache for Warner Brothers at the Star. Ezra Miller keeps getting arrested, but Michael Keaton returns as the Cape Crusader, and that's good enough for me. It looks like they're cooking in the multiverse, so as always, I'll be anxious going in, worried that I won't be able to follow it. Hopefully it's fun, and that's all we're really looking for.
0: We mentioned earlier the MCU needs a win with Guardians 3. Boy, oh boy! DC needs one with this because I know they're looking to kind of relaunch their cinematic universe. They rebranded it from the DC EU, the Extended Universe, just to the DCU, and I guess they're gonna use the whole Flashpoint thing to kind of reset a few items on the agenda.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm already. It makes me. Ju- I'm baffled. Already, and it hasn't even started yet. So I just want to sit in the theater and enjoy the superhero movie. I don't want to have to get a degree in something to keep track of all the connections. And all the Batmans. And all the Batmans, too. I wonder if Christian Bale will pop up. Oh. I think I think they're throwing Michael Keaton at us in the trailers to distract us from the fact that Christian Bale is going to show up in this movie, too. That would be so cool if he did. And if
0: they snuck in Robert Pattinson, too, that'd be neat. Up next, it's the latest from Disney Pixar. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett, he's Jeff, we are the Couch Potatoes. We're just taking some time here to look at the movies we're excited about in the upcoming summer movie season because it kicks off in just a couple of weeks. So on June 16th, Disney Pixar has its latest adventure, Elemental.
1: Meet the residents of Element City. Air usually has their head in the clouds. Oh, my new jacket. Earth can be a little seedy. Nothing weird going on here. Uh, just a little pruning. Water is always getting into something. And fire? As ordered. We run a little hot.
0: This looks wild. It takes us to Element City, where all the elements live. Air, earth, water, and fire. We meet Ember, who is made of fire, and never really ventures out of Firetown. But soon she meets Wade, who is made of water. And they soon learn that maybe, just maybe, elements can mix. Looks really imaginative and colorful. Should be a lot of fun on the big screen, in 3D. If you like 3D, animated movies tend to work better than anything live action, no matter how visual effects it's be- it's gotten. And um, I always say, I got to go see the next Pixar movie on the big screen, and then I never do, and then I end up regretting it. But when I saw this trailer, I thought, man, I don't know how where they keep coming up with these crazy ideas, but it looks super fun. June 16th is a busy day, so we had The Flash, as Jeff mentioned. We've got this Elemental movie, those both on the big screen. But at home on June 16th, Chris Hemsworth returns to Netflix in Extraction 2. Did you miss the first Extraction It was about a black market mercenary who has nothing to lose came out in 2020. He's hired to rescue the kidnapped son of an uh, imprisoned international crime lord, but in the murky underworld of weapons dealers and drug traffickers, an already deadly mission approaches the impossible. So it had some really cool action, including like a five-minute single-scene take that was just bonkers. It wasn't the best movie, but it had some cool stuff in it, and it showed that Hemsworth isn't just, or reminded us that he's not just the god of thunder, i.e. Thor from the MCU. You. He's got some real action shops. And now we have the sequel. Tyler, you were clinically dead nine months ago.
1: But you fought your way back. You came back for this.
0: Why? Hemsworth is Tyler Rake. He barely survived the first movie. Now he's back with another deadly mission that takes him into a prison to rescue a family from a ruthless Georgian gangster. Georgia the country, not the state. And the action looks insane. And really, that's all you need to know. For example... punch punch kick kick fire flames action extraction
1: Is that actually like the tagline for those movies? No. Oh, you just made that up? Yeah. You should send that into them because I, I like it. <laughs> um on June 30th, we're both excited about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I've seen things. Things I can't explain.
0: And I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe. Do you believe it?
1: Harrison Ford may be uh, 11 years old, but the trailers are pretty slick, and people are excited. Of course, it's almost impossible not to have that nostalgia bone tickled when you hear the theme song. So I think I'm excited, but I do remember how excited we are 15 years ago when Crystal Skull came out, and there have been a lot of examples of good trailers for bad movies, and we simply won't know for sure until we see it June 30th, and that still seems like it's too long away. That's two and a half months
0: away still. Ugh. I know I'm really excited for this and I'm going to try to go into it with a slightly more critical eye because I think the with the Crystal Skull I was so excited you mentioned the Nostalgia Bone I was so excited for that movie that I overlooked its many flaws and came out of it just beaming and gave it a glowing review and then up, upon rewatching it I don't hate <laughs> it but it's not nearly as good as the initial review that I gave. Yeah, no.
1: It, yeah, I, I did the same thing, but I do that all the time. We do that a lot with the superhero movies in general, I think. Yeah. Um, I know the most anticipated movie for me this year is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Your days of fighting for the so-called greater good are over. This is our chance to control the truth, the concepts... Of right and wrong For everyone For centuries to come You're fighting to save an ideal That doesn't exist Never did You need to pick a side They need to put out a new trailer I've played that clip I think six times In the last year because it's from (laughs) The teaser that came out the weekend that Top Gun Maverick opened. Top Gun Maverick will probably go down as the biggest hit of Tom Cruise's career, but the Mission Impossible movies have been his bread and butter for years now, especially since 2011's Ghost Protocol. That was the fourth in the series. Dead Reckoning Part 1 is the seventh and his third with writer-director Christopher McQuarrie, who has an Oscar, by the way, for the movie The Usual Suspects. The movies have been getting better and better each time out, which is a very rare achievement, so I can't wait to see what they have for in store for us on July fourteenth.
0: Can't wait for this! I just rewatched. You uh, mentioned it. I can't yeah. remember if it was last week or the week before already, but uh, the Mission Impossible's four, five, and six, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout, and I enjoyed them so much, and I'm really, really excited. And I like how they've managed to ramp up the action without it being totally ludicrous it just they seem to find ways to make it more insane and and in, even though they still have those traditional like almost fantastical elements of the mission impossible movies yeah. they've got become a bit more I don't know if grounded is the word I'm looking for it's weird
1: it's like darker the, it's like the opposite of what the fast and the furious have been doing yeah but the action still gets better but still stays realistic and they don't end up in space and like a car that they modified which don't even get me started on that Um, so yeah it's it's going to be some exciting stuff with that Mission Impossible I'm going to rewatch all of them I'm actually Uh, seven movies into my Fast and Furious rewatch in anticipation of that movie this summer so I got to get on the Mission Impossibles yet I would suggest I think rewatching the very first one because the guy we heard in the clip I'm blanking on his name right now but he's in the first movie so I don't know how much of that first movie is coming back to haunt Agent Ethan Hunt in these last couple of movies we'll find out. Uh, One of the movies I'm most curious about this summer comes out on July 21st it's Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Since the beginning of time Since the first little girl ever existed, there have been dolls. But the dolls were always and forever baby dolls. Until... Barbie, the movie is set in Barbie land. It looks like a city built of life-size Barbie dream houses. Uh, It's hard to say what this movie will actually be like. It does look like it's going to be fresh and original visually. The trailers are super weird. There are decidedly adult jokes in them, so it's not even clear who the audience is supposed to be. But you know what? As exciting as all, the sequels are going to be this summer. I am kind of glad that we're getting a couple of originals like this, and we'll find out if Barbie's any good on July 21st. Also on the 21st, Christopher Nolan gives us a movie called Oppenheimer. It's the story of J. Robert Oppenheimer, the American theoretical physicist who's credited with being the father of the atomic bomb. They won't fear it until they understand it. And they won't understand it. until they've used it. I don't know if we can be trusted with such a weapon. But we have no choice. Killian Murphy stars as Oppenheimer and the movie also stars Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Rami Malek, Florence Pugh, Josh Hartnett, and Kenneth Branagh. It's a stacked cast. I'm cautiously optimistic, but honestly, Christopher Nolan has only made one non-Batman movie in the last 17 years that I've enjoyed and that was Dunkirk. Every time I see Inception, I like it less and less. I never liked Interstellar. I really never liked Tenet. Uh, So we'll find out where Oppenheimer lands on July 21st. And then rounding out our list if there's one thing we know about movies it's literally that almost every single shark movie ever made besides Jaws sucks and the sequels are always worse which brings us to The Meg What you people discovered is bigger than we ever thought possible
0: How big is that thing?
1: It was the largest shark that ever existed A living fossil
0: Thought to have been extinct for over two million years. Wrong? Oh my God.
1: It's a Megalodon. He's kidding, right? That was the first movie back in 2018, a surprise hit, earning over half a billion dollars worldwide, so naturally they've made a sequel, The Meg 2, The Trench. There's no official trailer yet that I could find. Now, the first one, that didn't suck. I said all Shark movies sucked except Jaws. It didn't really suck. It was only okay. It wasn't good enough uh, to be as serious as it was. It could have been a little campier. I sort of think the second one will be more fun like that, as most people said the same thing about the first one. Jason Statham returns as a star, and watching him fight a giant shark should be fun hopefully it is the meg to the trench opens august 4th
0: you are listening to the couch potatoes I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. We just ripped through some of the movies that we are excited about for the summer movie season. And we mentioned a couple that are new this weekend in theaters. Evil Dead Rise is one of them on Apple TV+. Plus. There's one called Ghosted. But there is another movie that's opening in theaters this weekend that I forgot about, Jeff, starring Joaquin
1: Phoenix. Yeah, it's called Bo is Afraid, and it's from Ari Aster. He's a director that made uh, the horror movies Hereditary and Midsummer or Midsomar. I don't know how you pronounce that one. Because <laughs> I haven't seen either of them. I did read about them on Wikipedia because I was interested to see what all the fuss was about. Yeah. But this Bo is Afraid is apparently a comedy. And I was I saw an article from Slate magazine that said, uh, Ari Aster's new, the the master of horror has a new movie, and he says it's a comedy, dot, 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 should we trust him? And I looked through it, and they had seen it. I didn't do any of the reading because I didn't want to be spoiled, and they had all these uh, graphs and little uh, meters and gauges or whatever to tell you how scary it was, and it lies somewhere between the sixth sense and Jaws on all these different metrics that they use. So I'm going to go see it this week. My girlfriend wants to see it, and I've decided that I should be a, a you know, enough of a big boy to go see it like you with Return of the Jedi when you were seven. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I'm going to go see is Afraid. Uh, actually, the only thing about it that scares me from the outset is the fact that it's a full three hours long. Ugh. So there's Come on. that. I know. I mean, so th- my plan is to see it, but we all know what uh, Samuel L. Jackson said about well-laid plans in Die Hard 3. What did he say? Oh, we before? can't say it on the radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen Die Hard with a Vengeance I can't remember so maybe I should watch yeah. that this weekend I did watch something uh, that I wanted to tell you about here on Netflix a couple of weeks ago this came out on March 31st it's a South Korean film called Kill Boksoon and it popped up in the top 10 movies for a few days and it's on Rotten Tomatoes. So I thought, I'll check it out. I watched the trailer and it looked like it had lots and lots of cool action. So the tagline is, at work, she's a renowned assassin. At home, she's a single mom to a teenage girl. Killing is easy. It's parenting that's the hard part. So it looked like a really interesting story that mixed in some fun assassin-type stuff. But then also the challenge of this woman trying to be a mom to a teenage girl who is clearly in sort of peak teenager mode, like fight fights with mom over everything, has got an attitude problem, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the first thing I would point out is that kind of had some John Wick vibes in the sense that there was... They didn't point to this massive sort of underworld, but mm. clearly there were some interesting rules that these various assassins had to adhere to, so that was kind of neat. But... I think the, the the main thing about this movie is it was disappointing in the lack of action. Like it's over two hours long; it's two hour two hours seventeen minutes. So already, I think that's too long for most action movies, uh, unless it's like a big sort of epic, like John Wick Chapter Four. But um, I just found myself bored. The action scenes that they had were cool. They were just. Really short. I was expecting more action. I mean, it's a movie about assassins and there was very little action And while the story was interesting about her trying to find that work-life balance And it's certainly an interesting way medium to tell the story of somebody trying to find that work-life balance I just I got kind of bored as I was got through it. So I made it through the movie I enjoyed the story, but I was just disappointed, and I felt misled by the trailers. So I'm going to give it two and a half couch cushions out of five. Like, uh, yeah, I can't really recommend that you watch it. Just
1: fast forward until you get to an action scene, kind of a deal. Yeah, after that,
0: that's about it. <laughs> so as we we got 90 seconds here, just as we recap the the summer movies. You mentioned that Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning is your uh, the one you're most excited about what would what one potentially is the could be the biggest source of disappointment?
1: Oh um, I'm actually quite a bit nervous about the fast and the furious part 10 only because I like the F9. Enough, except for this bit where they went into space, which would have been the joke for years that because it gets crazier and crazier every movie. It's like, oh, eventually they'll end up in space. So they actually did it. But I mean, as ludicrous and no pun intended, uh, as all those movies are to actually launch two non-astronauts into space in a car is just it's just beyond pale, You know, it's just so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's a movie, and it's a franchise that thrives on being stupid. But so that kind of made me think, oh, no. So hopefully they kind of rein it in a little bit for the 10th one. And uh, I don't think in this one we'll, we'll get it, but I think in the very last one, I, th- I bet you we get uh, a digital Paul Walker scene of some sort because mm. they'd like to play with the technology too.
0: Yeah, that would be great if they, they can pull that off. And, and why not if they are concluding the saga? I think they should and likely would do that so that's all the time we've got i'm brett he's jeff we are the couch potatoes if you're hearing this on the radio make sure you subscribe to the podcast because the show does arrive a couple of days earlier than it does on the radio and remember if it requires getting up off the couch don't bother